0: morning, Liberty.
1: Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me, as always, is Charles, second tallest libertarian Thompson. How was your weekend, man?
0: Also, Chuck, by the way. Also, Chuck. You've kind of dropped that out, but uh, you know, my girlfriend hates it, so I want to be known as Chuck. You just want to make sure
1: that I call you Chuck (laughs) just to make sure that she's upset.
0: No, but I just don't understand why she just not. She was like, you know, Chuck sounds like a dick. And I was like, well, maybe if the shoe fits. Right. You know, if the toes in the in the water. Exactly. I say. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Did you have as good of a weekend as uh, Tom Brady did and other Buccaneers fans?
0: No, no, not as good. Although, uh, again, my girlfriend's family's from Tampa, so they were. Static, and they were like, it's been so long since the Bucks won their last Super Bowl. And I was like, yeah, really? Because uh, that you guys were, mm, you guys went to the Super Bowl like almost 10 years after the Cowboys' last Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So the Cowboys' last Super Bowl was in 96. They were the in Bucks, 02 I think. 03 03 yeah. '03. So, well. So, you know, eight years later.
1: Listen, I'm going to say something that not a, not a lot of people like. I was rooting for the Bucs to win because I thought it would be really cool to see Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl and go win it with a different team. I just like watching that kind of thing. I think it's insane.
0: More Super Bowls than any NFL team has. Yeah, it's insane. It's (laughs) insane.
1: He's the best quarterback that that there ever was. The
0: Steelers have six. Uh, The Patriots have six, all with Tom Brady. (laughs) And now Tom Brady has seven. (laughs) It's It's insane. I was having an argument the other day. I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week. Um, but a couple of years ago when Tom Brady won his sixth, I was like, okay, it's time now to, to realize he's one of the greatest of all time and that Tom Brady's the goat. And I had a bunch of people who were like, oh, it's the system. It's Bill Belichick and the system. He just throws check down passes and blah, 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 blah. And you see how the divorce turned out. You got, <laughs> you, got you know, Tom Brady just kept his head down, kept working. And you have the bucks who won the Super Bowl who weren't even in contention last year the year before. I don't even think they made the playoffs. They won the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots didn't even make the playoffs. So you do the math.
1: You do, you do the math.
0: I'm not a mathematician. Now, I will say, for the first part of the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, man, that's a lot of AFC guys scoring for the, yeah. the Bucs. Yeah. You got Gronk twice. You got
1: AFC refs.
0: <laughs> you got... You, got Gronk, you had Gronk scoring twice. You had uh, Fournette scoring. He's from Jacksonville, AFC. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady and the Antonio Brown. But it was just like a lot of AFC guys. In fact, he was asked that question after the game, which you missed,
1: Nate. I didn't watch it. I was missed watching a Jim Nance
0: yeah. was up there and was like, you know, you see all these AFC guys coming in and scoring. Can you compare this to what it was like with the Patriots? And Tom Brady was just like, yeah, I'm not going to compare it. <laughs> this is a great group of guys. And he's like, are you coming back next year? He's like, yeah, we'll be back. So, (laughs) there you go. We got Tom Brady for the next 10 years, folks. Well,
1: speaking of Tom Brady, we're going to get into some news. There was some good news uh, over the weekend. By good, I mean there were good news stories that we can talk about. It's actually really stupid, terrible, disgusting news. There was one good story in here that we'll be talking about. Charlie sent me a a couple good articles, three good articles over the weekend that we'll be talking about throughout the week. This first one pertains... To Tom Brady and him exercising his white privilege of course and him getting a pass because he was a Trump supporter and that too many people are giving him a pass on that and he is exerting his privilege all over the place yeah. all over the field and all the time off the field just Tom Brady privilege all over the- I mean because look at Colin Kaepernick he talked about his political stance and he can't get a job now. And those are essentially the same quality quarterback. And that's an amazing comparison. Yeah. Really great job on the analogy yeah. because they basically have the same stats. No, so anyway, if you wanted to tell me a little bit about that, I know you're – I will. I know you got something else. I do. I <laughs> yeah. do. Because
0: one other interesting thing I, I, I saw was, of course, this was all about uh, diversity and inclusion. And we had the very first female – Referee mm-hmm. for the NFL, and what I found what I found really funny was like, sure, that's cool. I mean, she can do uh, the job. It's you know, and if, you know, NFL referee. I have no I don't care whether you're a woman or trans or whatever. If you qualify for the job, you qualify for the job. But there was at one point where she spotted the ball and gave Kansas City like a yard, and I'm just gonna call my lady out. She was like, this woman. Has set women back for years now because she made the wrong call. And that's all we're going to hear about is how this woman can't ref an NFL game. She can't ref in the Super Bowl because, and of course, like if it were the other way around, I think, like if she had spotted Tampa. An extra yard, she you're like, "Oh yeah, what well, yeah. great! This is a great move for women <laughs> in sports." <laughs> actually, in
1: all of the talk about how terrible the refs were, is actually is is just a bunch of sexism. That's all it was. Probably, you had a lady ref ref in the Super Bowl, and it's really just be out of sexism that people have talked about how terrible all the calls were during the game. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually what it was. If they would have been male refs throwing the flags the whole time, or been an entire field of men out there, then then the, no one would have cared if there would have been any bad calls. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm starting that controversy right now. I haven't seen it anywhere, but I'm sure some idiot has tweeted it and I'll find it and put it in Dumbly the week on Friday.
0: All right. From USA Today, this is an opinion piece, but this came out right before the Super Bowl uh, on February 2nd. So uh, And from the USA. The USA Today published this opinion piece. So uh, Tom Brady has gotten an undeserved pass for his past support of Donald Trump. Tom Brady was happy to talk politics until he wasn't the make America great again hat in his locker, the flippant endorsement of then presidential candidate, Donald Trump. Only when those ties became inconvenient, did Brady decide he wanted to quote stick to sports and that he preferred to be a beacon of positivity rather than delve into society's thorny ills. How mighty white of him. God. <laughs> So, (laughs) you want to read that again? This is
1: going to be ridiculous. So, if you decide that you don't want to talk about politics, because now let me get this right: if you support Trump or you supported him, and then you go full MAGA and that's all you talk about, then that's bad. But if you support him and then you decide it's a bad idea to be vocal about your support for him, and you decide not to, then that's bad also yeah and it's white privilege to decide that you're not going to talk about politics anymore
0: yeah and honestly it doesn't matter because anything he does he's white so that's the problem yeah yeah brady's ability to enter and exit the debate at his choosing it's like no one else has that you're to force someone choice. into
1: the debate yeah
0: to shield himself from accountability is the height of white privilege folks As this country grapples with the far reaches of systemic racism, look no further than Brady.
1: Look no further, fellas. You found them.
0: That's it. For whom the exception and allowances granted will always be different. For whom the bell tolls. Look no further than Brady, folks. Quote, whiteness is the benefit of the doubt. Said David Lenard, author of Plain While White privilege and power on and off the field field. When Tom Brady says I was just given the hat or he's just a friend of mine, or when he skips the white house and says, I have a different engagement. He gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets to be an individual quote. He reaps the benefits that why that we as white Americans reap each day and every day in different contexts. It's been,
1: it's been five years. It's got to be so exhausting to boil everything down to this conversation all the time. Like, man, you just got to be so mentally tired about. It. I'm. S- <laughs> yeah. You guys have to join the Patreon so you can join the Discord server. By the way, Discord has the best gifts and the best memes out of any of the any of the apps out there. Okay, and I so- saw it out of
0: the corner of my <laughs> eye, and I was I like, could not read the article anymore because I just. See Clayton Bixby ro- 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 rocking back and forth. Oh, so funny! All right, continuing on here. It's been five years since a maga hat and prime placement in Brady's locker, and he re- and he replied, "I hope so. That would be great." When asked if his old golfing buddy had what it took to be president, but with Brady playing in his tenth Super Bowl on Sunday, that's so ridiculous. By the way, when his Tampa Bay buccaneers will face the kansas city chiefs the topic was raised anew by hall of famer shannon sharp who said last week that no black athlete would have gotten to pass brady the pass brady has in theory it should not matter whether brady supports trump alexandria ocasio cortez although if he did he would get no backlash yeah or someone uh somewhere in between on the political spectrum he has the right to his private views now He might not have thought it would matter since Trump's candidacy at the point was still seen as something of a stunt, but Brady has had the chance, several in fact, to clarify, walk back his comments and has chosen not to. At the Super Bowl in 2017, three days after Trump's Muslim ban took effect (laughs) (laughs) on Howard Stern's show last spring when Trump was already beginning to sow lies about the election. Instead, Brady has been allowed to divorce himself from it. While black athletes are made to own their views in perpetuity. <laughs> what? I'm sorry,
1: I'm so ridiculous.
0: Just oh man, we should not held, to say anything. We should have held this for Friday. <laughs> there is no end in sight to Colin Kaepernick's blackballing, even though his protests to bring attention to police brutality of black and brown people have proven to be an alarm. We should not have ignored WNBA players had one of their own owners turn on them because they had the audacity to say black lives matter and amplify the stories of black and Brown women killed by police quote. I'm not sure how to respond to hypothetical questions like that. Brady said Monday when asked if he feels he's gotten a pass, I hope everyone can we're in this position. Like I am to try to be the best I can be every day as an athlete, as a player, as a person in my community for my team and so forth. So yeah, not sure what else to say. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like we really need to go that much further. Oh, no, you have
1: to go further. There's only... Oh, okay. there's, yeah, Let you, me
0: finish this up. Yeah. Even Brady's aversion to talking about politics or current events is itself a form of privilege. <laughs> so if you just choose to abstain yourself from any conversation, that's just privilege. Not talking about it. Yeah. is privilege. Like other white athletes, Brady is seen as an individual in a way minority athletes never are. Because Megan Rapinpo, Rapinoe. Rapinoe, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Megan Rapinoe, is openly gay. She is always going to be asked to weigh in on issues affecting the LGBTQ plus community. Also, she wants to talk about it.
1: Yeah, that's something she wants. She literally
0: gets on the microphone and says, "Hey, I'm part of the LGBTQ." Did you ask me if I was part of the LGBTQ community? Yeah, because I am. I know Did you the- asked me. Let me tell you about it.
1: I know you guys wanted me to soccer. But I'd like to yeah. talk about gay yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. Please. Let's stop about soccer. Everybody
0: that's in a minority like that, they shout it from the rooftops. Okay. Uh, some of them, anyway. I, no, oh, I'm, I'm generalizing here. <laughs> and I shouldn't because each individual is, uh, you know, accountable to themselves. And, uh, but you, more often than not, you know someone's gay or queer or trans because they say they are. <laughs> it's like someone who does CrossFit. Right. Or a vegan. <laughs> exactly. Or a libertarian. <laughs> okay. It's like
1: an anarchist at a libertarian convention.
0: Like I would have never <laughs> known, would have never known, except you shouted it at me from across the mall. <laughs> now we know that you are. Anyway, black and brown athletes are expected to have and share their opinions and experiences about racial injustice and discrimination. You're, I,
1: I don't expect anyone to share their opinions about anything. I don't think anyone has been forced to share their opinions on this. If any, they're literally writing an article that is in itself saying that Tom Brady should be forced to share his opinions about these things. Right. And as a form of privilege, they're saying, well, he gets to get out of that and other people are forced to talk about it. So their answer in this is that Tom Brady should be forced to talk about this and no one should be forced to talk about any of this at all. If you don't want to Brady, by the way, the whole, this whole conversation Comes from him having a MAGA hat in his locker during while Trump was campaigning to to be president. Not even after he won the presidency.
0: So it was Tom Brady who attacked Jesse Smollier. It was. It's, it was definitely him, for sure. Because of the MAGA hat. They That's all. The there connection. was a
1: container of bleach and a rope and a subway sandwich right there next to the MAGA hat.
0: <laughs> all right. So it's all coming together now. <laughs> This is just
1: ridiculous. And, you know, the whole, the basis of the idea here is that being a Trump supporter is such an egregious violation of your humanity and civilized society that you must be made to atone for that sin (laughs) In the in the public sector, you have to go out and talk about it because you had a MAGA hat at one time, and we need to make sure that you're sorry for that.
0: Even though most people loved Trump before he ran for president. The dude still got 70 million something votes. <laughs> Not like good that. Lord. Rappers used to rap about it. said, him. good Lord, man. They wanted to be billionaires like Trump. Did you hear me say, good Lord? <laughs> I, I can't for the life of me figure out. No one hated Trump, actually. No one actually hated him. I don't think. I mean, there are probably a few people that he's, you know, definitely pissed off. But almost everybody never had a bad word to say about Trump or his white supremacy until he ran for president. And And until the media started letting us know why. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somehow, as he's now or as he was president, he uh, somehow turned into this Nazi. Uh, You think NBC would have given him contracts, would have been given him contracts for The Apprentice? for the celebrity apprentice and that show and everything else, if he would have been an actual white supremacist, it's just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And, but this just goes to show you that the left will stop at nothing. They'll just, they'll keep going further and further. You can't even sit in silence anymore without being called, uh, without, uh, being outed as well. The only reason why you don't have to talk about it is because you're because of your privilege, obviously.
1: You're privileged to so you not know, talk about this. You can
0: abstain uh, from being vocal about anything because you're privileged to do so. Other players they're they're forced to say something. And I'm just like, I don't understand how you can put two and two together. I don't I don't understand how these how someone can think like this. I just I can't. I
1: can't do it. One of these hilarious tweets in here that was just posted in the Discord was watching the Super Bowl and seeing so many people in one place is making my heart race. This feels unsafe. And I guess I'm rooting for the team with the racist name over the team with the Trump-loving QB in a sport that still hasn't apologized to Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) We alluded to this at the beginning. Now, first off, um, the Kansas City Chiefs is a different, we can have a conversation about whether or not Washington Redskins is a racist name or if someone would think of that as a racist name because of the fact that it is a nickname or a slur name or whatever, whatever it might have been used as. And there is a, there is certainly a conversation to be had on that. But Chiefs is, from what I've seen, is not necessarily the same form of name as Washington Redskins. Now, someone can let me know if I'm completely wrong on that, but I haven't seen as much controversy over the Chiefs whatsoever. And apologize to Colin Kaepernick. We said this before we started the article. This is a terrible, terrible comparison to say, well, Brady can be a Trump supporter in 2016 and not talk about it since then. And Colin Kaepernick can do what he did, and he doesn't get to get a job. He doesn't have a job in the NFL. Now, still making millions of dollars from all types of endorsement deals. Mm -hmm. All right. Mainly from Nikes. There's a really big difference, and that is that Tom Brady (sighs) is the greatest football player of all time, and Colin Kaepernick was on the freaking bench before the whole thing happened for a reason. He didn't get put on the bench after he kneeled at the games. He was on the bench because he sucked already. That's right. So it's a terrible convers it's a terrible comparison to make. Yes, Brady gets some privileges in the NFL because he's the best player to ever play the game. And someone else who sucks at the game doesn't get to be very controversial with a lot of people and suck at the same time <laughs> and still get to go out there and play when you wouldn't even have a spot playing in the first place cuz he sucked. It's a terrible analogy. <laughs> I hate when people make bad analogies, man. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Man.
0: All right. Well, and you know, you're comparing a guy who just won seven Super Bowls to a guy who won one. But <laughs> Does he have a Super Bowl? Did they win that year? They went they, to the Super he Bowl. He went to
1: the Super Bowl. That was the year the uh, power went out during the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. He came uh, I he, went to some random party with you at a dude's house that one year. I remember that. Oh yeah. Pretty sure the power went out during that game. I don't remember. Yeah.
0: Um but isn't that the year where he took over for somebody? I can't remember. Came off the bench, took over for somebody, and had a pretty decent year until everybody figured him out. Um, but I, I can't remember if he won the Super Bowl I don't or think he, he went won. to the Super Bowl. No. Um, but then the next year, he started, and he sucked. So they put him back on the bench. <clears throat> and that's just the way it is. But all of a sudden... Alex Smith. Alex Smith, that's yep. right.
1: Thank you, all of um, our sports scene buddies out there.
0: Yeah, and he said uh, he took over the year before. That's right. Uh, with Alex Smith's injury and uh, they lost in the Super Bowl. So he doesn't even have one. And uh, then he got benched
1: Kaepernick, Not that long after that. Kaepernick was good for a year. This happens all the time. People have this really good first year. They get out there to prove themselves. People don't know what to do because they've never seen him before. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott did it. He had the a perfect great
0: example. Great year. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that outed Tony Romo. <laughs> By the way, Tony Romo made his first Super Bowl. Appearance. I yesterday. thought he already
1: called the Super Bowl yesterday. I'm pretty sure. Did he? I'm pretty sure he did, because I think I've said that before. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to check and see how many Super Bowl appearances Tony Romo has now. Lacey was like, that announcer is terrible. And I was like, are you talking about Tony right now? Or Jim? She's like, that guy with the raspy voice. I was like, you're talking about Tony. Don't you talk about
0: Tony Romo Shut your way. mouth when you're talking to me. I have
1: a dollar bill at, at home that's got Tony Romo's face on
0: it. All <laughs> <That's... laughs> right
1: anyway okay so that's a little bit of ridiculous ridiculousness man Mm. from the weekend let's talk about something that's a pretty cool idea there's two stories in here that are pretty cool ideas and then there's two stories in here that are um i don't know kind of crazy actually just the one that was pretty crazy so this is from reason.com by the way we are streaming live on discord for anyone who wants to join the patreon group you have a discord membership automatically attached to your membership if you are already a member Or anyone who is a member of it, uh, you can see the instructions on how to do that. And we can watch in pretty much real time here on Discord and chat back and forth and sling some crazy gifts back and forth. So anyway, make sure that you join the Patreon so we can hang out. Tech companies, tech companies could form their own governments under a new Nevada proposal. This is from Reason.com. It's an interesting idea. Let's see how it plays out. Nevada aims to bring innovative entrepreneurs to the state without forcing the public to foot the bill. An unusual proposal from Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak Sisolak, may help attract to his state some tech companies fleeing from Silicon Valley, while also making Nevada a positive model for experimental government. I'm totally down with them trying this if some some companies want to do it. Genius. The governor wants to allow quote, innovative technology companies to run their own alternative form of local government, operating schools, courts, courts, even. Wow. Whoa. Imposing taxes and doing other things expected of and allowed by municipal and county authorities. This coming from a proposal from a governor of a state. Their own schools we and talked courts, about this. imposing taxes and doing other things. This is like a little this is a little freedom community here.
0: We talk, You talked about this, that we have hmm. 50 separate countries. We yeah. could try 50 different ideas.
1: Let's see what works. See what happens. Under the governor's draft plan, the governor's office of economic development will consider, quote, innovation zone proposals from tech companies that own at least 50,000 acres of undeveloped land in an area of the state that doesn't already belong to a city or town. So it's already got to be in unincorporated areas mm-hmm. that aren't already they're not going to take over any towns push anyone out nothing like that own at least fifty thousand acres of undeveloped land an area that state doesn't already belong to a city or town if chosen a company must invest at least 250 million dollar into the area up front plus another 1 billion over the next 10 years the new tech back towns tech towns and cities would initially be governed by existing authorities in the county they're located in according to the las vegas review journal which first reported on the plan but the goal is for the new innovation zones to be run by a three-member board of supervisors and other mechanisms of an independent local government during a speech last last month sisolak specifically named blockchains llc is a company that are committed to developing a smart city in the area East of Reno, that would run entirely on blockchain technology once the legislation passes. The governor said his goal was to attract new and innovative tech businesses without the usual offering of all sorts of publicly funded perks and special tax abatements. The current model for local governance in Nevada is inact- inadequate alone to provide the flexibility and resources con- conducive to making the state a leader in attracting and retaining new forms and types of businesses. And fostering economic development in emerging technology technologies and innovative industries. What was that? Hell of a run on Mr. Gov. That sounds amazing. It does sound pretty cool. Um, this is a. I'm I'm pretty cool. Yeah, this is a, like a like a, the Livingston was saying. I'll just try to use Discord names here. Was saying. Are you reminded of the capitalism zones in communist China? Yeah, the economic yeah. free zones. Yeah, and. That, <laughs> Rand Paul, when he was running for president, part of his proposal was economic freedom zones. Now, they didn't go as far as you get to create your own town. Like you get to have courts and schools, I assume security as well, police mm-hmm. officers of some kind. Guys, this is this is this would be an amazing experiment in something that we all talk about all the time, which would be private property rights now what what this is going to be portrayed as are these evil terrible companies that are forming their own gov- governments and forcing everyone to do slave labor for them inside of this little town in this in this area and i'm just telling you what the, what the Huffington post is going to be writing about if if they actually do this so that's what's that's what it's going to be portrayed as but of course it's in an area that's already that's undeveloped that no one else owns and they can come in and they can buy up the area. They can invest a quarter of a billion dollars and they get to have their own little government inside of that zone. I think I think this is amazing. I haven't thought entirely through the idea and, and how it would work and how it fits into libertarianism and all that. But it's all, you know, if, if everyone gets to make their own decisions and not hurt people and not take their stuff, then... I think this could be a hell of an experiment here i just think I'm it's cool excited. we're trying things like this yeah i mean you know
0: you know he didn't survive or nothing but i just think it's cool we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying things like this because look i mean the the you know you should be allowed to self govern in a sense at a local level and decide what's best for your community as far as schools go and uh your courts and your security and all those <laughs> things this is what we talk about all the time this is Potentially a libertarian wet dream. Although when you have people coming from Silicon Valley, <laughs> you got to wonder what kind of, you know, laws and regulations are <laughs> automatically going to put, put on the books. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, at least uh, you can try something and then, then you're responsible for the decisions that you make. And uh, if they're not going to be, which uh, Nevada doesn't have a state income tax either. I uh, don't believe. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. So, Uh, So they're not going to be taxed at the state level. You'll still be taxed at the federal level, but at least you could keep uh, some innovation and technologies and things like that without having to murk your way through the, the crusty pay lake of uh, regulations.
1: Yeah. I just think, uh, like I said, I haven't thought all the way through this to see what the end result of this being the case would be. There is the issue with, okay, well the, the business has the money and the backing to, create their own government and if you want a job you got to go in there and then okay that's cool in nevada what happens if this is what happens all over the place and it's all businesses who are all creating their own governments and then those governments remove rights from people that already live in those corporate jurisdictions (laughs) you know so i'm not saying that this is a perfect idea but i do think it's a really cool thing to try and what's interesting is that the nevada governor realizes that this is the type of thing that could spur economic development. And I wonder why you wouldn't- Which is huge. Go ahead and transfer that on to like, I mean, he even said in there that our current model for local governance is inadequate to provide flexibility and resources conducive to making the state a leader in attracting businesses. Well, maybe you ought to deal with that a little bit too.
0: Plus it's a desert. Yeah,
1: it is a desert. I mean, yeah. There is Vegas. And, but, th- and uh, that that that's what there is, but yeah. why
0: was Vegas built? Ask yourself, why was Vegas built? It's a f- it was a free zone. People that's wanted true. a place where they could go and gamble and set their money on fire and do all kinds of crazy other things that no one talks about. That no one talks about, yeah, because you can't. It's a little like Fight Club, um except you can't even talk about Fight Club, but <laughs> it it's like a it's a the reason why Vegas exists and and places like Reno is because people wanted to get away. From the, all the rules, and so Vegas started out as kind of like a secret, and then it was like, hey, we're going to make sure that we can, you know, keep this going, and so then they, you know, they have all these old, old laws that allow them to do things that are just, Frank, quite frankly, in Tennessee, it's so illegal. Um, although they did, they did just up, update uh, sports gambling in Tennessee, so you can't play poker or anything. <laughs> yeah but you can gamble on sports. In fact, you could even gamble on what color the Gatorade was. That was uh
1: That was a bet you could make. Yeah, it was. Nice. That you could
0: make. All right. Now, I didn't actually place a wager, but I said orange and I was wrong because it turned out it was blue. And funny <laughs> thing is, Twitter blew up about the color because they actually didn't show. They didn't show oh, on They didn't, they didn't show <laughs> on live TV. They cut to a shot of Bruce Arians that was already like wet. And so Twitter was blowing up like what was the color of the Gatorade? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, anyway, it was blue for those of you that bet on it. Um, I, I did not. By the way, you could also, uh, last night, the odds of Kansas City not scoring a touchdown was 10,000 to one. So you could have made a lot of money if you would have bet that Kansas City didn't score a touchdown. But that's not really a uh, strategy we teach on gambling. But, hey, if you if you like gambling and you're responsible, well, go for it. It's, as long as your state allows it, I guess. Because that's how that's how free we are.
1: Well, um, one of the things, speaking of freedom, we got to do a Musk watch. A little talk about Elon Musk here. I don't know what you'll think about it, but Elon says that he will not get the coronavirus vaccine and neither shall his children. Mm. So tell me about it.
0: Yeah, this is coming from the Daily Mail. Elon Musk says he won't get a coronavirus vaccine because he's not at risk and says the pandemic has questioned my faith in humanity because people have become irrational. Elon Musk has revealed he will not get a coronavirus vaccine when they're available because he's not at risk and defends keeping his Tesla factories up and running amid the pandemic. The 49-year-old tech giant defended opening up Tesla factories in defiance of lockdowns, a lengthy saga that has seen him sue Alameda County, launch a profanity-laden rant about how lockdowns are unethical, and allegedly fire employees who didn't feel safe enough to return to work. The Tesla and SpaceX founder said Monday in an interview with Kara Swisher on the New York Times podcast Sway that even when vaccines are readily accessible, he won't take one. When asked, will you get a vaccine? What will you do with your own family? He curtly replied, no, I'm not at risk for COVID, nor are my kids. And if you go listen, it's actually pretty funny
1: because he's so short and just to the point and just dry like, in his answers. No,
0: I'm not at risk for covid cuz she pressed him like why not she was appalled that <laughs> Elon Musk would not get a vaccine. What why? Why would you not? Why would you do that? <clears throat> anyway, he slammed lockdowns that unfolded across the country as a grave mistake. I mean, this is a hot button issue where rationality takes a back seat. In the grand scheme of things, what we have what we have something with a very low mortality rate and high contagion. He said, essentially the right thing to do would be to not have done a lockdown for the whole country, but to have anyone that who is at risk quarantine until the storm passes. He added, he noted that he's been going to work as normal and his aerospace manufacturer company, SpaceX has sent astronauts to space and back. He did face some hurdles, however, with keeping his Tesla factories in California open, which is why he moved to Texas, by the way. (laughs) Tesla has been apart for several weeks, uh, where we were shut down by the state, and then the overzealous Alameda County, which was a travesty. But apart from that, we've been making cars this entire time and it's been great, Musk said. <laughs> In May, Tesla sued Alameda County officials for trying to shutter the company's main Fremont warehouse due to the virus through June. And Musk said, I'm not having it.
1: So this is <clears throat> now you can't you can't cancel Elon Musk. It's it's not gonna work. But a lot of people this would get them canceled. This would get them removed from society. But I think everyone's kind of realized you really can't cancel Elon Musk at all. Now, on the idea of not taking the vaccine, I'm interested in what uh I'm interested in what people are gonna say back to that because I know what the argument's gonna be. The the argument's gonna be, which I don't think we have all of this information yet, but the argument will be that you will be uh, protected from becoming seriously ill from the virus but you could still carry it and spread it to other people uh, is gonna be the argument that's gonna be being made because even if you have a vaccine you still got to wear a mask you know all that all that kind of stuff so they're they're still saying that it <sighs> doesn't matter if you get the vaccine doesn't matter if you if you've already had it or anything you still got to wear a mask you still got to social distance All all these kind of things because you could still carry it and be, uh, you, maybe you're not going to get seriously, seriously ill, but you could still spread it to other
0: people. So I am- Well, he's saying those people that, can, that are at risk should quarantine. Should,
1: they sh- yeah. Or they should get passes. a vaccine if they're at risk. Right. Right. That's kind of the argument for people, I hate to use the term anti-vaxxers, but that people have always said, well, if you're worried about it, then you should get the vaccine and you'll be protected, right? Because you have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I'm the one that's not vaccinated. I'm the one that's going to have a problem here. You know. I've always
0: wondered that, you know, and the argument goes, because if you continue down that path, the argument goes, well, what if someone can't get vaccinated because they have an autoimmune disease, for instance, and it's not safe for them to get vaccinated? And so now you're going to be put in a situation where you're not allowed to get vaccinated because it actually caused more harm than good. But then you're surrounded by people who also chose not to get vaccinated. And so then they actually get the disease and spread it to somebody who's not allowed to get vaccinated. But it's like. My question is how many of those cases are there?
1: Not a lot. I, I will say um, like my dad can't get the vaccine because he has severe allergic reactions to most medications. Like if he took some aspirin or some ibuprofen, he would die like really huh. bad uh, reactions to medications. That's interesting. So he won't be able to get it because they have been having allergic reactions to it. But at the same time, sorry, dad, I'm not making the argument that someone else should be forced to to put oh, some medication in their yeah, bloodstream. I, I, agree with I don't that. believe I was forcing you, that. I'm just yeah. telling
0: you what the argument always goes to. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always the worst-case scenario. you just that's you, who they pull up.
1: You it. Yeah. And you forgot that that person needs to be a single mother, minority, uh, no legs, mm-hmm. and eight kids and a whole bunch of really terrible things need to have happened and that person is who is at risk and that's who we have to protect. Yeah. And that is why we have to force all of these things on other people, but no, everyone
0: else has to shut down Yeah, until that person's taken care of, which of course I think all lives matter. Uh, you know, all lives are important here. I'm, I'm an individualist. Okay. That's how I fractionate things down. I think every individual is important and I'm against death for every single individual there is. I don't want to see deaths in any kind of community whatsoever, anywhere. I don't even like when, uh, you know, dogs die. You don't? No. It's, I, don't, I agree. I'm, I'm also against... Death dogs in dying, all forms. Yeah. You know, we now,
1: listen, if we didn't have dead cats, the, they'd be way too overpopulated to be <laughs> cats clawing up everything all over the place. So. I still don't
0: like it when they die, though. No, I'm not a fan of any kind of death Yeah, at all. So I'm, I just wanted to throw that out there and make sure everybody's still on the Antieta train.
1: So anyway, Elon Musk, uh, listen, the guy is a genius. Now, he's almost, he's almost becoming a libertarian. But he's not you know he's still in favor of things like universal basic income even though he makes the argument that well if no one makes the stuff then there won't be any stuff but he's still in favor of making sure that you make money even if you don't do anything productive so there's a little bit of conflicting ideologies coming together right there but he's he's on his way and i think that this whole covid lockdown thing has maybe helped him out some he's even invested a bunch of tesla's money in the bitcoin and so he knows Where some good investments are, and that's in a currency that's not going to be able to be devalued and manipulated by the Federal Reserve and all the banks, all that kind of stuff.
0: So, I want to say the live group is uh, talking about anti vaccine here. So, I just want to make a comment real quick and say that, um, look, I am of the belief that it should be you should be free to choose whether or not you want to get vaccinated. However, for me and my family, like if you look at the history, I think history is so important. And you outweigh the pros and cons. Um, there's a lot more pros in the column, a lot more marks in the pro column on getting vaccinated versus not. And you can look throughout uh, the history of, of humanity and vaccines do save lives overall. I mean, to, to imagine having polio or something where you had to breathe with an iron. Could you imagine if I was doing this podcast with an iron lung? It'd be really <laughs> difficult.
1: That would be difficult to do.
0: <sighs> yeah. And uh, it'd be hard to talk. But, uh, and I'd be laying flat.
1: I think, so it, I think the point that Musk is making is that the mortality rate is so low for COVID that he's not, now, if he was talking about, we just had this new uh, cancer vaccine come out and we're talking about whether or not people should get it. And he probably wouldn't be anti-vaxxer on cancer because it's the mortality rate, very different on it. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's the argument he's making, but I agree with you at the same time, it, If the opportunity comes up to get this vaccine, which is not going to be for a while, I'm sure, I might get it. I might end up being forced to get it. I don't know. We'll we'll see. You might might have to get it to do all kinds of things. And like Charlie said, throughout history, I think that we're better off with vaccines than without them. I'm not whatsoever a proponent of any kind of forced vaccination. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that that is a negative and I think that people who are pro-vaccination should be against mandatory vaccination because that is not how you make things better. Imagine if, imagine if you were forced to buy a product that someone made and everyone was forced to buy that product. You know, we see this all the time. What, what would the incentive be in the market for that product to get better over time? There really wouldn't be one. Like if in 1993, everyone was mandated by the government to buy a Packard Bell computer and everyone had, everyone had to go buy one, then would uh, Gateway have come out with something that was a whole lot better than that Packard Bell computer? Right. You know, I, I don't know. Would Packard Bell have made their computers better? Would you, if you were mandated to play, everyone's mandated to play Halo on their Xbox. Do you need to make a Halo 2? everyone's forced by the government to play this game why would we make another one mm-hmm. everyone's forced to play this one and so you take away the incentive for people to make things better and with a vaccine that's the difference of life or death you everyone is forced to take this vaccine the companies who make the vaccine well we don't exactly have to make sure the next one is more effective. We don't have to make sure that it kills less people because vaccine, there, there'll be some They're gonna be people die. Money.
0: They're going to make money anyway. We want to
1: make sure that there's less allergic reactions or anything like that. It doesn't matter. People are forced to take our vaccine. Why would we make a new one that's better? Yeah. So if you're a free market person, there's absolutely, I think an amazing free market argument against mandatory vaccination and still being able to be pro vaccination. Yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, and and look, I, I'm going through. Um, I was late to the Chernobyl cha- um, train, by the yeah. way. So we've been watching that over the last couple of nights, and let me tell you, I just like couldn't imagine um, things being run by the state like that, and uh, protect state secrets, and it's all about the state. And is even that on though, HBO? Yeah, it's on HBO. Have you seen it?
1: No, I saw. I looked at it, yeah. and you know, I looked, looked at so I probably went and watched Lost instead.
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really good and uh but you know they're all about protecting state secrets obviously the soviet this was the end of the soviet area uh era essentially and you had the kbg following these uh scientists and physicists and trying to cover all kinds of things up and uh it's just absolutely fascinating all in the guise of uh the safety for the people mm-hmm. you know the in the in the early stages, that there's one scene where um <laughs> an old soviet guy was basically like yeah, there's he essentially was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. And, you know, this is we're making the best decisions for the people. And, and all the while, it's like they're making the best decisions for themselves is what they're doing. So, yeah, I'm totally against government mandated vaccination.
1: Anything. Government mandated. Government, anything, yes, really?
0: Government mandated anything. I'm just saying overall, if you're going to take an, an overall approach to vaccinations. OK, now they're mentioning Gardasil and the HPV and different vaccinations like sure there there probably is some harm from some of those I don't know all the data on all of them I'm just telling you overall vaccines have been better for human beings than they haven't been probably and
1: I haven't personally done the research
0: now it could be getting worse I don't know um exactly I'm not a vacc vaccination expert here I'm just telling you overall a va-
1: vaccinologist I think is what <laughs> yeah
0: I'm not I'm, I'm not a, I, don't, I don't study vaccinology
1: Vaccineology.
0: Vax- Vaccine... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, yeah, exactly.
1: Vaccineology, yeah.
0: I don't study it. But um, but again, you know, uh, I think you should make the best decision for yourself and your family. I'm just... I just think overall, uh, vaccinations uh, are better than they are worse.
1: Okay. Speaking of the investment that old Tesla put in the Bitcoin, really cool article from Fee. You know, we, we know what happened in Venezuela we did you remember we did some talks at the young americans for liberty convention Mm -hmm. and some other places and we talked about the inflation in the bolivar in venezuela we talked about the weimar republic we talked about soviet we talked about all these places and we discussed that when you decide what your why is why are we putting all of this time and effort into trying to stop socialism One of the main things that we talked about was the devaluation of the currency. And while that just sounds like, oh, you just care about money, huh? That's not really the case. The money is the way that you transact with people so you can get goods. Like if you're not going to grow and do every single thing, if you're not gonna also get a medical degree and you're not gonna do all these things, well, you need to be able to transact with people. And so one of the worst things throughout history that all of these socialist governments have done is to devalue the currencies. And there's a really cool thing happening in Venezuela right now that fee.org is talking about where people in Venezuela are moving over to Bitcoin and using it for their transactions. And I would never really thought about this before. So the article is called How Bitcoin Could Smash Socialism in Venezuela.
0: Yeah, and in, inflation a hidden tax. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they do. They devalue their currency so they can pay off their debts um, while uh, decreasing the value in an insane amount.
1: So uh, between uh, reading here from the article, between hyperinflation, stalled oil operations and deepening tensions with the United States, it is safe to say that Venezuela is in crisis and it is ordinary Venezuelans who are hurting the most. Hyperinflation means that many Venezuelans are forced to use black market dollars in order to purchase goods. However, there is hope on the horizon. Ending with a good one today. That's good. Cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, could help Venezuelans break out of their government's self-made crisis and thrive. A crashing boulevard has caused economic disaster. Crypto use in Venezuela has been driven by catastrophic economic collapse. Since 2013, the value of the Venezuelan bolivar has lost more than 200,000% in value Jeez. compared to the U.S. dollar. 200,000% inflation. This has led to skyrocketing prices. The situation has been significantly worsened by tightening U S sanctions and increased unemployment. Well, they should just mandate higher wages for people.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, they just do that. Yeah. Or they should do stimulus. Well, stimulus.
0: A million bolivars an hour.
1: They should do that. Yeah. This wait, they have done that. Yeah. They have. This has led to a surge in immigration and thus a surge in remittances sent back to the nation. Uh, i don't know what that word is estimated in 2019 around four billion dollars flowed back into venezuela from abroad that there were another 1.5 billion in withdrawals from foreign bank accounts however these remittances often lose a lot of value if sent using traditional means and every dollar counts in a country experiencing shortages of just about every necessity in the face of these troubles venezuelans have turned to bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies unlike us dollars bitcoin can be purchased digitally and directly by using peer-to-peer exchanges is an asset that can be purchased anywhere in the world this has enabled venezuelans to digitally convert remittances or form bank accounts into cryptocurrency this has the advantage of being more stable than the local bolivar are you sure in fact recently the value of the major cryptocurrencies have been rising Venezuela is one of the most rapid adopters of cryptocurrency in the world. It's think, so amazing. Think about that. It's so amazing. Venezuela is one of the most rapid adopters of cryptocurrency in the world. You know another one. What's that? In,
0: uh, countries in Africa. Oh yeah. So
1: probably Brazil also. And some I other watched places uh, like that.
0: a video on Kathy Wood was talking about the average transaction on Bitcoin in Africa is fifteen thousand dollars. And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's got to be drug money. And she's like, it's not drug money. (laughs) She's like drug money has largely moved away from Bitcoin because it's too mainstream now. That's actually more on uh, things. I can't remember what coin she said, but the the drug money has moved to
1: Dogecoin. Probably
0: a a, a more a more uh, black market coin. Um, But essentially what she's saying is because because the conversion rate is so high in places like Africa and places like Venezuela, people are turning to better exchange rates like Bitcoin, uh, to do their transactions, because then you don't lose any value in the process. And and it's amazing to me that nobody had to tell Venezuelans to do this. They were just like, hey, man, we're losing pallets of cash over here. You know, I'm just transferring shit and it's disappearing. Okay, so there's got to be a better way. Oh, cryptocurrency. Mm. It's just amazing how the markets just open themselves up. The market uh, finds a way.
1: Typically, Venezuelans aren't holding cryptocurrency as a long-term hedge against inflation. Instead, they're using it to buy food, medical supplies, and day-to-day purchases. And just, I know that we just tangent tangent it it, it, off here, (laughs) but just imagine, you get your Bolivars and they've had this 200,000% inflation that's happened. And you you get paid money and you need to spend it immediately. Like you got to get rid of it. It's losing value all the time. We talked about how in the Weimar Republic, and I think they're kind of experiencing roughly the same thing. If you sat down in a coffee shop and you ordered coffee, by the time you got done, the coffee would be over twice the price that it was at the time you sat down. And so you gotta gotta spend it. And so you have a hard time if you have a fixed amount of money. You have a hard time going out there and paying for medical supplies or buying food or toilet paper or whatever it is you need to do. But now there's a system coming in where you can have Bitcoin and the government can't devalue it. They can't manipulate it. And it just sits there and it's Bitcoin and it's the same value or more. more or less. It, it even go if it down. drops 20, 30%, it's still better than your freaking Bolivar. Right. It's amazing, man. In order to accommodate this, merchants in Venezuela have started to directly accept Bitcoin payments. A deal between that Panamanian-based cur- cryptocurrency exchange, a crypto buyer, and Venezuelan payments processor Microsoft has created around 20,000 point-of-sale terminals in the South American nation.
0: So incredible.
1: Now, have no fear. The government is trying to get control of the crypto exchange. Of course. Cryptocurrency is a lifeline for Venezuelans, but it is a headache for Nicolas Maduro's government. One of the key positives of Bitcoin is that it provides a way for citizens to exchange in commerce and trade without government interference. This enables a black market to form outside the government's control, which could weaken its grip over the populace. They don't like that. They don't want to lose Mm, their control.
0: No, not at all.
1: They want to control the money. They want to make it to where you only get to do things if they decide to send you a stimulus payment this month. Mm -hmm. And if they don't send you a stimulus payment, you can't do anything. So you need them. You You need Papa Maduro to come in there and send you that stimulus, to send you your UBI this month. In order to combat this, the government has taken steps to create a nationalized cryptocurrency. The first attempt was to create the Petro in 2018. The coin was tied to the oil, Venezuela, provided a state-approved alternative to other cryptocurrencies. It was a state-approved alternative. Yeah. Yeah. The government eagerly pushed the cryptocurrency and made payments for passports and other government services in Petro mandatory. Had to use it. (laughs) Despite the backing, the Petro fell flat.
0: Wow, I wonder how.
1: <laughs> Many were concerned about the reports that the Venezuelan oil that backed the coin didn't exist. <laughs> and the true backer was debt-ridden state oil. <laughs> Additionally, the Petro saw limited external support from Venezuela's allies. Since Venezuelans were reluctant to adopt a cryptocurrency, the Petro was all but dead. But Bitcoin is alive. It's really awesome. So we kind of cover what they say in the last little bit of it. But this is... Uh, this is a, a really, really awesome thing that's happening. And I had never thought about this being the case because we, I started off the conversation by saying when we did our talks at Young Americans for Liberty and we gave our little speeches or presentations, we started off by talking about the currency devaluation and the hyperinflation that had happened and how it ended up with the deaths of millions of people because people couldn't buy food, they couldn't buy basic necessities, things like that. This is a new thing that we really don't know how to account for or how it's going to end up. Now, you can always see something happen like uh, the Venezuelan government has control over the internet and over the ISPs, all the phone providers, all that, and they block the apps that allow you to use Bitcoin Mm -hmm. and they stop all the point of sale uh, places that will allow you to use Bitcoin and they say you can only use Petro and that's all you can use. And so... When you have a government that can come in and do things like that, like turn off all your phones so you can't use the cryptocurrency anymore, then there's still a potential problem here. That's why they need to get that control over the Internet, too, because Mm -hmm. the Internet is going to become the means of exchange for currency. So they need the control over the Internet itself. By the way, Facebook, did you see Facebook's commercial about how they uh, support Internet controls? They support Internet regulations?
0: Mm-mm. Oh, no, I, but I did see the post that you made.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. this commercial talking about how it I think it was talking about 1996. And it was like, remember this in 1996 or remember this in 1996, 1996 was the last year we had any comprehensive regulations passed on the Internet. We support Internet regulations. <laughs> of course, you support Internet yeah. regulation. It You're only helps the, you. One of the biggest Internet companies in the world. You got over a billion user, probably two billion users on your platform Of course you support internet regulation. They have, when you have this much money, your ability to lick a boot becomes monumental. (laughs) It's insane.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. That's that's a new level, by the way. It is. You got like billionaire, (laughs) trillionaire, and then it's... Uh, he's got enough money to lick boots.
1: A trillion dollar boot-licking it's, it's boot licking company is Facebook. That's what's happening. Boots. It's crazy. I know they're actually
0: not worth a trillion. Oh man, but. he's got bootlicker cash. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. Well, but also like you can afford the regulations. So yeah. of course you want them. It stifles competition. You're the one that, and also you're the one that gets to write them. Because they're going <laughs> to look true. to you as the expert. That's, true. That's why all these these massive corporations love regulation. Because they get to write them. And then they you know just like the insurance companies help write the affordable care act and now insurance companies are making a lot of money just you know it's not that hard it's just this this stuff isn't very hard you know nate and i are seen as geniuses <laughs> but we won't call ourselves that because we're we're a very humble podcast over here but this stuff isn't hard folks if i can do it anybody can do it
1: no this is just this is common sense observation. Observation—that's all we do, and and deductive reasoning. I've always, from a young age, I always thought I was really good at deductive reasoning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, deductive reasoning is well, I don't know, but it's probably this due to all of these things. Of, I don't know the word and the name that you just asked me about, and and all these. Uh, so you can kind of deduce that it is this. That's I know going it's to not happen. this. I know it's not that because I saw it in a movie one time that they said that, yeah. and so you eventually being you're able to I read that in a book once when you reach a level that you can bullshit a bullshitter <laughs> all right and you're you're doing pretty good and facebook has reached a level where they can bootlick a bootlicker and it's it's pretty amazing i mean look at what they did as soon as as soon as the whole thing with trump happened like as soon as they saw for sure that biden was going to be the president they found every way they possibly could to bend over in front of the upcoming administration that they could possibly find to make sure that they didn't get these regulations that they didn't want to be passed through or that they get to write the regulations. Hey, we're in favor rate. We love regulations. Let us send you our regulation writing team over there to help you write all those. We things. already got
0: 10,000 pages yeah. of shit in the warehouse. Just waiting.
1: <laughs> You know, we've been writing these. We've been crowdsourcing these regulations for a while. Look at our top Facebook posts and what people say we should do. Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, this is a new era of potentially uh, hedging against socialism. Feels good,
0: man. It does feel feel pretty good for these Venezuelans. It's uh,
1: it's really cool because their main problem has been uh, what has happened to their currency, and if they're able to do this, that's amazing.
0: If Bitcoin ends up flat, uh, you know, falling flat on its face one day, I, I like this is all the reason to invent it, in my opinion. Yeah, like the that these Venezuelans during this time period get some relief from a tyrannical, insanely uh, grotesque <laughs> state of Venezuela. It used to be the richest country in South America, by the way. As they I, went from first to last, man.
1: I just watched the Parks and Rec episode where they have the. Venezuelan uh, Parks Department come and uh, and meet with them. Their sister city comes and meets <laughs> up, and they're talking about how rich they are and how they have all this money. And, and uh, it's crazy, because at that time, when the Parks and Rec episode happened, the Venezuelans' government hadn't collapsed yet. Yep. Their currency hadn't collapsed yet. And they were the richest country in South America. And they had the best oil reserves in, in the world and all that stuff. And then, all of a sudden, you you can't even wipe your own ass. You know? That's Which, sad. Which is a problem. So anyway, guys, if you like that conversation, well, you might also like conversations about stonks, too. So go over to mastermystonks.com. That's S-T-O-N-K-S. We talk about crypto sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) I'm not, I haven't been big into crypto, really.
0: My portfolio's looking nice.
1: Charlie's got, I actually had some Dogecoin I got in for fun. Um, I think I put a hundred bucks in it just to see what would happen. I made 40 bucks off of it. And I've cashed most of it out. I don't like the whole I'm going to put money in and hope that the right amount of tweets goes out to push something up. That's just not how I operate.
0: I I have like a 10-year plan. It's not my thing. I'm just just literally, I'm holding, I check it often. It's like my blood sugar. Um, You know, I check it now and check it often. (laughs) But uh, it's a 10-year plan for me.
1: My 10 year plan is don't die. Like, that's the main thing. Yeah. If I can just get through that.
0: Every morning, he just tops the list. Try to
1: not die. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Anyway, if you want to talk about other stonks, we got some great runners today. You know, you don't have to be so concerned what happens with GameStop. GameStop went up 1,700% crashed all the way back down to where it used to be. And I know that was a crazy move, but there were other stocks that made moves like that that weren't because Wall Street bets were pushing shorts up. You could have been paying attention to the strategies that we talk about and been hitting moves like that almost every single day. We had a couple runners today where you could have made 30% gain, 40% gain, 20% gain. If you're just paying attention to the strategies, being disciplined, you got to watch all the videos on the class, there's over 250 of them Actually, I put a few new ones on there this weekend and a new one today, so I don't know where, how many videos there are now. But go to mastermygestongs.com. If you've never traded stocks before, then you can watch it. We go over vocabulary. We go over what is day trading? What the heck is this? What broker should you use? What kind of strategies do we use? What kind of, How do you read charts? all these kinds of things. So you go to mastermindsongs.com, use the promo code save 20 to save 20% off on your first two months and join the discord server. That's where everything's happening these that's days.
0: Everything. Everything's over there. Am We're I? only
1: like five years late to the discord party. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah,
0: it's fine nowadays. Also, Patreon.com is also on uh, discord now as well. So patreoncom slash good morning Liberty sign up there and you'll be uh it's direct access, right? To our uh, discord server. It is, it's for a patreon yeah, yeah it's fully integrated yep. so um you know it took a while to code that but luckily uh <laughs> patreon helped me out with that <laughs> yeah kidding. some people ask me like uh,
1: what's the link to join and i'm you got to join through patreon will connect you to the discord server because if i invite you then i've got to go check and see that you're paying your bills and if you're not i got to come to your house and shake you down for money or I got to kick you out of the server because I got walls, man. Yeah. And they, I got walls. So you got to use Patreon to connect to the Discord. That way, it it automatically lets you in and it's kicks you out.
0: Seamless transition. Seamless,
1: seamless kicking out of the of the group. Or letting in. Letting in is the important
0: part. Yes. For Sign whatever. up for the whole year. Save 15% at patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Be part of this. This is by far the best chat I've ever seen on a show before. <laughs> We're... Somebody Tomorrow even th- said, like, I don't even know how they could pay attention. And I'm telling you, it was a little bit of a struggle. It's today difficult because <laughs> the meme game is strong. The meme game is <laughs> really strong. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was and obviously you could hear on the show. We laughed a lot and it was a lot of fun. So if you're not part of that, go sign up. Patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. It's only five bucks a month, folks. Seriously. It's basically nothing. It, it covers our cost of running all of this. Uh, not even that actually. We pay more to run all this than <laughs> it, it does to sign up on Patreon. So Patreon.com slash good morning liberty, just support the show a little bit, get in on the action, it's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash good morning liberty. Share the show with a friend, folks, or an enemy. And uh, if you do all of that, leave us that rating and review. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and day good morning liberty.